episode five. Lowest Ass Podcast. I am number five. Caleb Lesko of thelowestass.com. You can find me on Twitter at realcalebesco.com. And we got my co-host here, John. It's your boy, John, a.k.a. Threesis Ketchum, on uh, Twitter. Um, newly uh, published article writer on the on the website, baby. Just got just turned out the first one. Dude, I am, I'm so hyped for this. I'm so hyped for, um, like, just, just being able to, j- like, write again, basically. And for something that both of us really enjoy, too. Um, yeah. How we doing? How you doing, Caleb? I'm doing terrific. I was, I was pretty ant after reading that first article. Like, it really got me going. Like, I'm not going to spoil <laughs> anything, obviously. But I was just pumped to just do some research on the NFT afterwards. It was a big day sure. on Top Shot with the archive packs today. But uh, I think we're going to kick it off with kind of the rundown of what you started this week. Uh, what, was the, what was the first article you wrote on today? So this first article was basic. It was born out of uh, like a tweet thread series that I used to do on my just regular Twitter, um, which was called Shill Central, which is basically like I would take three um, projects that I have just joined, been in for a while and is up, up, up and coming that I'm just like so psyched for. Um, and like back then I did like a bunch of different ones. Um, I did like Vogu back in the day. I did, um, I did cool cats cause I used to be part of cool cats. I did, um, yeah, a, a bunch of them, a bunch of really good ones. Um, and now I decided to, uh, just put that in a long form in an article called just shill central. Um, this one's shill central V1. Um, and that'll increase as I post more every week. Um, but this one in particular, um, spoiler is part is about just one NFT project that I think is like just really, I mean, blazing ahead in a relatively bearish market right now. I mean, if, if you're part of like the NFT community right now and you've been active in the market, you know that like a lot of stuff is uh, kind of in a holding position or it's um, kind of dipping right now. Um, and that has been just like sort of the consensus around the market except for a select few i think it's really important to highlight those select few uh, projects that are just staying strong and like maybe dipping only a little bit or possibly like miraculously increasing their floor which is a uh, always something to to applaud in a in a bearish market but yeah that's that's what i'm planning to do with this series is like just highlight a good community, a good project every week, whether that be one that's been around for a while, one that just began, or, um, you know, one that I have joined and, like, have gotten to know maybe even, like, the the people who who created it or the artist who is involved in it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, sort of like a um, NFT of the week sort of situation. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. And that's going to be a weekly segment to look Yeah, for. hoping for uh, every Wednesday to post that. So if you if you are uh, um, an active listener or an active reader of our stuff, you can look forward to a new article um, for this, especially every every week. It's going to be awesome. That's awesome, man. That uh, gives me something to look forward to the middle of the week. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, true. for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, that that is that's that that's that like we got that down. But what what we got next on the docket here today? Caleb? We got we got a lot of stuff going on today. Yeah, we have a huge jam-packed show today for you we got a whole bunch of different things to talk about um we're going to talk a little bit about shipcoin and vive and disney we're going to talk about um some nba news 
we might even have a couple pack openings coming up here in a little bit. Um, but to be honest with you, I actually kind of wanted to just start with something that you just mentioned, and that's that there's a lot of NFT uh, like projects right now at the moment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that have dipped, and there's another large number of NFT projects that have completely fallen out over the last period of time. And that mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. has something to do with a little bit of FUD or you know, the whole market right now is a little bit bearish and that, that tends to happen. But that does also spark a little bit of negativity towards certain moments, or certain um, projects, sorry. And so we kind of wanted to go down NFT memory lane as we call it here and just kind of go and maybe mention a couple different NFT projects that um, they maybe they're slept on because they still have a small community going, or maybe we just remember them fondly in the hidden folder in our open sea. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll let you kick it off with your first memory lane NFT if you have one off the top. Sure, 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 sure. So um, there are a few. Um, one in particular that I like actually like talked a little bit with the artists and like the people who are making it and stuff, and I think I was like someone who like first called it back whenever this project launched was Vegemon. So if you guys remember Vegemon, um, it, they, the thing that like was really cool that they did immediately, or I guess soon after they, they did their initial launch was that they lowered the price of their mint. So uh, a lot more people who didn't want to buy into like a higher mint price, I forget what it is. It was probably like, you know, 0 0.05 or something like that, 0 0.06, and they lowered it probably in half. Uh, so that more people could get into it at a more um, understandable mint price. With that in mind, I, I got a lot of them because I thought, like, first of all, I looked at the website. I thought their website was really cool. They already had a demo for the game that they wanted to create going, which is crazy. Like, all NFTs who were like, we're going to make this into a game, never have, like, a demo ready to go right off the bat. Like, they usually need the money itself to, to, to fund that. Um, but they had, like, this walk. Like, you could literally, like, be in the game for a little bit. And you could, like, if you had Vegemon already, they could be in the actual game with you. Just, like, running around with you and stuff. I thought that was so interesting. Um, but that was, that was like, to the extent of which, like, the demo was, basically. And there was no real objective yet. There was no, like, um, like mechanics of the game yet. It was kind of just for you to, like, explore the space a little bit. Um, and once I did that, I was like, this is crazy. Like, a lot of projects, like I said, don't do this right off the bat. Um, and so I shelled it a bunch. Um, a lot of folks got into it. Um, and it just did not end up taking off for whatever reason. Like, I don't think a lot of people maybe liked the art or they thought it was like maybe like really um, complex and jumbled and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. If you aren't, if you guys aren't familiar with Vegemon, like they are, they are like these little like creatures. They're like little circular creatures. They almost look like dumplings. Um, they have like a face and like <laughs> but all of the character. Yeah, the, all their characteristics are like really like. Um, contrasting with each other like nothing ever really matches with any of them um, unless you like actively like search out one that's already on the secondary market that has like a really nice aesthetic to it like a lot of them are like really like jarringly different um, attributes which I think might have been a turnoff for a lot of people a lot of people for a lot of art purposes like a very aesthetically pleasing NFT collection which I totally understand um, so that that for me was like uh, a thing already where I was like okay maybe it's not gonna take off and now it's just like I have a lot of these that I just keep hidden because maybe someday uh, they make a comeback or something. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, that was like when you when you mentioned the uh, the memory lane um, hidden folder thing, that that was like the first project where I was like, I have so many of these. I have to talk about these. 
about you, my boy? Yeah, no, that's fair. I, you know, I've talked about this on this podcast before. We gave one out recently, actually, as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was that was yours originally, and that's the Slacker mm-hmm. Duck NFT. And I still, I still like the art on them, and I still love the ducklings. Even though, in case you're wondering, there is currently a a gold ingot Slacker Duck baby duck literally at the floor of zero point zero zero four. Like that gives you an idea of how low it is at the moment. Um, yeah. And I mean, I liked the project at the time. The community was really good. It still is. It's just a lot slower. There's a lot less people that are active with it. They used to have a handful of different, like they had like a trivia game that was once a week and you could win prizes in. Like I won like an extra duck once plus $150 in ETH or something like that. Wow. Um, they have different giveaways. They had like a Reddit duck recently where it was, you know, a, a multiple iteration, not a one of one or anything like that, obviously. But it's still only out of 6,000. Um, as far as NFT projects go, that's a pretty limited mint by comparison to a lot of these like 10K projects that we saw for like this long, long, long months, mm-hmm. basically, of just pumping the same projects. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's a floor that could be changed. They did a couple different derivative ducks from some of like the famous derivative people through NFT stuff, like Diego did one. Um, but, you know, that one sits, it's not in the hidden folder right now, but it probably should be realistically. <laughs> <laughs> the only NFT I think I have in the hidden folder right now is a Jellies NFT, but... Um, oh, my yeah. boy missed the Jellies. Oh, did I ever, yeah. Oh, ever. my gosh. I what remember you, the Jellies. What did you sell it for again? I... Oh, okay. Zero six or something like that? Yeah. Well, let me see really quick. Don't even bother looking at what the floor is. It's. I'm not going to look at what the floor it's is. It's basically gonna, zero. It's basically zero. It's one of those projects where it's like, it was, it was as, like limited of a lifespan as any other project that you could probably get into it's like one it's like a moonflower like it it blooms once a year and it dies immediately type of thing oh okay so i sold it for i sold two one okay i sold two for one was for 0.05 so that's that's not bad and then the other one i sold for 0.69 wow okay Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> those are those are pretty good, man. I mean, considering mine is sitting in the hidden folder because it's basically zero, that's pretty good. A pretty good take. That was just a free bin a few months ago. I know that they're yeah. still doing a like because it is so fresh of a project. I think it is literally maybe a month old. Um, mm-hmm. There's still traction for it to obviously grow, and there is a big community with it. I think unique holders is like seventy percent. Um, that's crazy, ha- yeah. Which is crazy high. So like, there's a pl- there's a prospect of them coming back, obviously. I know that they also just did like a donation or they're doing a donation for some love mar- to hear that. like a marine animal donation sort of thing basically. I don't think they're love donating that. animals, but they're donating money to the animals. <laughs> they're donating jellyfish. Yes, exactly. <laughs> donating jellyfish to the ocean. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what about you? Do you have any others that are sitting in the hidden folder? That's my hidden folder in a nutshell right now. Um there's one that like I think got a bad rap because it's like a complete copy um but so cool cats everyone knows cool cats everyone loves cool cats there there was a project that came out called zombie cats Mm. um that if you guys like look it up right now on OpenSea, it is exactly the same as cool cats except they use just like monster attributes and traits Mm -hmm. so like they look exactly the same but they just like look really spooky because of halloween um and there was one trait in there that i freaking loved i think i've talked about this before but there's one trait on zombie yeah zombie cats that is the squid game like suit that was like the one thing that was like the one reason why i thought it was awesome was because they had they had like actively 
made it different and I made it recognizable, but not enough that they would get like flagged from Squid Game like or Netflix or anything like that. But the downfall that was is that they didn't make it different enough to Cool Cats. So they got taken off OpenSea. They're on Rarible now, but no one goes on Rarible. So uh, not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna badmouth Rarible, but but most of my trading happens on OpenSea. Um, but that that's that's why I'll say I it's now in my hidden folder. I haven't I haven't sold it. I still think it looks so fucking cool. But if it's not gonna be back on OpenSea, I can't sell it. So <laughs> it's it will remain in there probably till the end of time. It reminded me of just like a Halloween version of like the Crypto Funks, where like oh sure 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 it's basically just the same thing but like looks yeah. in a different direction almost. Yeah, um, like I don't get how like first of all I don't get how like there are um, fast food punks or whatever like but you can you can't do a zombie cats. Maybe we'll or have like, to have a NFT lawyer on one day to kind of go through that with us because <laughs> yeah, like, to yeah. be honest with you I'm kind of with you. There's some that are like like the the stoner punks and like the fast food punks and yeah you know, i'm not bad mouthing like, those projects i'm just saying no, that like why why is why can't why can't zombie cats get their due then you know <laughs> you're gonna die on the zombie cats <laughs> i'm gonna die on the zombie cats uh yeah man Fair heck enough. yeah it looks cool ah oh, they do they do look cool it helps that the original cool cats look cool though <laughs> yeah it's true they look cool because cool cats look cool, cool. Cats look cool that's the reason yeah. Yeah. oh man i played myself anyway <laughs> that's my other that's my other uh, hidden folder choice for sure Fair enough. I'm gonna pivot. Actually, we we're gonna go through some some quick news stuff before we get into the NBA discussion. Um, quick news, Shipcoin. What's yes. going on with Shipcoin this week? Um, it it is like exploding right now. So um, from this uh, article that I pulled up from uh, Benziga, um, gainers was like they're posting their gainers yesterday. Um, get this, Shiba Inu or Shib is up fifty eight point eight three percent. Um, the trading volume of this coin is currently thirty-one billion, which is a thousand eight hundred higher than its average full-day volume over the last hundred days. Wow. So it is like, I mean, obviously, it's it's like basically doing what Dogecoin did when it exploded, where it's like the momentum was made by memeing, just making it a meme, mm-hmm. but it became so big of momentum that like it just keeps going, um, and so like folks that I've talked to or I've like seen conversations from have talked about how like they maybe want to short it now because like obviously it's going to be it's going to fall so hard it's going to crash so hard mm-hmm. um but people are trying to squeeze it until you know it hits that point where you know it can't be squeezed anymore and then just like hop out right before it just absolutely dips mm-hmm. um if I'm I think today it had a pretty sharp um correction I was uh, just about to say just to kind of run through real quick is that from your expert crypto analysis is that uh is that a buy or is that a sell but it sounds like it's a sell oh it's oh i mean it it just depends on when you bought in like if you bought in at like a at at like what like i don't the thing is that like i've i've never even bought or even looked at sheep until today Mm -hmm. um it's valued at 0.0007 so that's like it's not even like a quarter of a cent but like if you bought in like at point zero 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 one or whatever like you bought in it like basically nothing you're just filthy rich now you're filthy exactly like someone bought i think i i, I saw this yesterday someone bought 3500 worth of sheeb in august of last year and now that's worth like multiple billion of dollars 
I mean, that's what that seems to happen like all the time. Like literally, I I went to my grandparents' house for Canadian Thanksgiving recently, and my dad comes up and wants to talk about the guy who sold who who bought two pizzas with ten thousand Bitcoin. And I'm like, well, first <laughs> off, I've heard that story before, <laughs> yeah. and second off, like God, how could you a have possibly known that was ever gonna happen, and b like god that's got to be really painful even though he claims to this day that he doesn't regret it um that is the guy who bought the pizza with the bitcoin doesn't regret it he says he doesn't regret it and he he it's worth 750 million dollars now um, yeah i mean i guess i get that because how could you, yeah you gotta get how could it. you know Happy. that's like me selling my, my fucking board ape a point three baby i saw i literally looked at it yesterday because i just wanted to see i wanted to feel the pain there was offers for 36 ETH on it. Mm. Offers. Not even like the not even the floor of it. It was just the offers. You hate to see it. You hate <laughs> dude, honestly down that. so bad. Dude, I'm down so bad I'm I, I had to make a podcast to talk about it. How fuck how <laughs> fucked down I was. Oh, Jesus. Boy. Anyway. Let's um, move on from that. Then. Let's move on, that? please. All right, the next <laughs> item on the news today. Uh, Vive and Disney collaboration. You got What do you have oh, to say about that? Oh, my gosh. This is huge. Big okay, stop. so... Big yes. Stop. So if you don't know what Vive is, it is basically a, a portal or a marketplace, kind of like OpenSea, um, that uh, uses its own coin, uh, has its own coin, um, but it also, I mean, you can buy in with like regular money as well. You can buy in and um, trade money for gems, one gem for one dollar. Um, but you can also uh, transfer your OMI into a wallet that is also uh, connected to the app. Um, OMI is the crypto that is associated with it. It is, I mean, I, I got in, I think, March, I want to say, of this year. I got into Vive. Um, and that at that time, there were items still on the marketplace, like retail, that are like now worth like several thousand dollars. Um, and that's just because like it didn't really pop off for a long time mm-hmm. um and that's to say that like i i have a bag in it that like i kind of just forgot about for a while because people i mean there was a lot of speculation that oh that you know they are going to get marvel soon um they're going to get pokemon they're going to get disney um and for months they didn't they didn't reveal any partnerships other than like star trek and jurassic park and yeah yeah stuff like that where it's like yeah i mean you want you like jurassic park you like star trek but it's not it's not anything in comparison to to a disney partnership mm-hmm. um f- a couple months ago they announced a partnership with marvel which was crazy they have yeah. released a bunch of marvel stuff um they announced they started releasing comic books digital comic books of of these uh of marvel characters they're still releasing first appearances of a lot of characters for, from these comics as well um and then literally a couple days ago they posted just out of the blue like no one no one knew what no one knew this was coming um they announced a partnership with disney i mean they speculated there was a speculation that like there would already be a partnership with disney because marvel was involved already but like Makes sense, this yeah right so but they announced yesterday and i'm gonna just uh read a couple notes from their announcement because this is really freaking cool um so first of all it's really easy you can just download the app like i mean that's really cool that they even have an app in the first place but yeah so you, you download the app um so and just for collectors and fans uh you have the opportunity to purchase and interact with digital golden statues inspired by beloved stories and moments from disney pixar marvel star wars and more so like 
that's already like a like a grail situation because not yeah. only are you getting Disney, you're getting Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I think Star Wars was like the most underrated part of that that announcement because even if you're not into Disney, Disney just owns so much that they will they will make you feel like you need to be a part of this. Like they own everything. Yeah, exactly. So I mean. If you're not a Z fan, you might be a Marvel fan. If you're not a Marvel fan, then you'll be a Pixar fan. If you're not a Pixar fan, you'll be a, a Star Wars fan. Like, mm-hmm. there will be something that you like from this, from these um, coming drops that like you will want to be a part of. That's also to say that I think that it's going to bring a lot more people, a lot more casual buyers and NFT collectors into the Vive app. I think that was like their biggest problem was that Vive was not considered to be a uh, like a real NFT. Like, it, it was really, like, more like a, like, oh, a digital, like, statue or something like that. Or a digital mm-hmm. comic book. Like, it's not, like, it, and, and, and it's not an open sea and it's not, it's not on the Ethereum uh, blockchain. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it has its own app and, like, it's, it's too centralized and all this kind of stuff. Like, that, that was, like, a lot of the red flags that a lot of people were saying before. But I think now with this, I think there is a lot more legitimacy to it. That's gonna that's gonna drive a lot more people to it, and that's also to say, um, this is not financial advice. I, never, it's never gonna be financial advice for me. But what I'm saying is that they have a coin associated with it as well. So even if you're not interested in NFTs, you could invest in the crypto, and still and still like benefit from that as well. Like they are they are firing from all cylinders, um, and they have they have only really scratched the surface on what like like the idea like the real genuine idea of like a a corporation style digital asset because that Mm -hmm. that's that's totally like what they're trying to do they're trying to be like these are recognizable um like ips and recognizable characters and stuff like that and just having one place where you can buy all of those from disney is mind-blowing to me i'm going to finish reading this little article for you guys and give you a little more quotes collectors can expect the golden moments nft collection to hit the platform in the lead up to disney plus day culminating on november 12th with the special ultra rare digital collectible and then just as a cherry on top an added bonus every customer in select markets who first purchase an nft from the golden moments collection will also receive three months of disney plus courtesy of vive while those customers who first purchase the special ultra digital collectible on disney plus day will receive a 12 month subscription so i mean if you wanted to if you if you need like another reason like to convince your family members to do this i guess you could be like hey you get you get disney plus for, <laughs> for a year um if you buy it um that is to say that i'm guessing these are going to be so hard to get if you're not familiar yes. with their drops they their drops are literally like insane it's so hard to get on on their drops and it's going to be even harder I don't know if they have a different idea for how these drops are going to be because usually it's like they have a counter on the app and then mm-hmm. once 8 a.m. hits Thursdays, you just press buy now as many times as possible and then you just hope that you get it. <laughs> like that yeah. that's literally what it is. It's not like a it's not like a uh, an Ethereum drop where like you go to a website and you mint it like at the time. Like they they have like their own system that like is impossible to game at this point there used to be there used to be a way that you could like game the system and they patched it so now it's just like everyone no matter if you're like you've collected a thousand collectibles or this is your first collectible like you will have the same exact chance to do it um yeah that's that's i mean that's what's going on baby like that's disney disney being a part of anything is going to be huge so 
um, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be part of that again for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, they had like the Spider-Man collaboration before. I was yeah. actually looking on screen before because I distinctly remember there was a designer fashion wear brand that yeah, collaborated so, with them. Uh, Who was that? That was a uh, uh, Givenchy. Thank um, you. Was, yes. Yeah. So they That's they did a collaboration and like that those ones that was like the first time where they were like oh they're doing like fashion that's weird but like it was a it did really well that like that specific set did really well um and so on top of that they also just released this master collectors program um which i'll just really quickly touch on because i feel like this is important if you're if you're gonna get into the this is like as important as it gets because it's basically like they're taking not really the, I mean, I guess kind of the model, but the same idea as like the Top Shot Collector Score, where, and I don't know if there's any inspiration from that, but like this is what just like the connection that I noticed that like if you own sets, if you own collectibles, you'll get points for how many sets you own, how big the set is in relation to like the collectibles and stuff. Like you will get points for all of that. And then also, this, I thought this was interesting. Um, they are going to give you points for engagement in the app itself so like if you like comment on people's posts because you can like post in the app as well if you mm -hmm. want people, if you comment on people's posts if you like people's posts if you post your own stuff you you have like up every day they said like 25 points you can earn just by like engagement in the app itself which i thought was really interesting um and so you have like a whole level and rank that you can use um kind of like in, like a collector score to access drops and stuff like that mm -hmm. um and then once you gain those points you can also spend those points to buy stuff too so like it's kind of like it's it's got like a lot of utility to it that they're trying to work out right now and none of it is set in stone they like said that right away when when the article came out but it's really interesting there i feel like this is like they're they're trying to like push it to the next level because they know a lot of people are going to be coming in um so that came back to back the disney thing came like I think 12 hours before the collector score or the master collector program came. So they were like, we have to put this all out at once basically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild too, because, um, I just think we like every time that I think of lining up for, for a view collectible, um, I always liken it to like a sneaker drought. Cause I used to be mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I'm still a big sneaker head, obviously. And it's like, you're trying to get in for some designer wear that just drops like a Supreme drop or something that drops mm -hmm, at like mm -hmm. 11 o'clock and everybody mashes at 11 o'clock. And if yeah, you, get yeah. it, you get it, if you don't, then it sucks and exactly. you got a bad rest of your day and you exactly. go on with about it. You know? Oh man. Um, and there's no times. use trying to find in secondary. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. it's never going to work. Never going to work. <laughs> oh, um, some quick other sports NFT news, candy MLB. Had a drop today. Yes. Um, that one was a big one. Uh, haven't seen a ton of mention about it through Twitter or anything like that. So we'll, we'll do a little more research and come back with that, obviously. But we also did have the archive pack drop today for NBA Top Shot. Woo! We actually have a couple of NBA Top Shot packs from the archive drop today to rip. Anybody in the priority queue could have ripped up to three. Everybody that's lined up in the priority queue that has successful transaction also was able to get all three. There was enough which was very nice. Um, and it's officially sold out as of 7 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time here tonight, which is very nice. Uh, Shaq, Dirk, Tim Duncan was a big drop. Um, but before we get to the pack opening, we just want to go over first week opinions, NBA. Um, Ooh, how about this. we go with our first overreaction? Tell me your first overreaction from the season. Do you see this? 
you'll kill oh you boy right here now? we go do you see this right now i cannot talk about my warriors being four and oh as we're recording this right now bro are you kidding me the lakers the clippers we beat we beat teams that are going to be at the top of of the standings this year theoretically like like once once the lakers figure it out and you know if Kawhi comes back and he you know plays more than 40 games this year um, he's not going to. He's, he's not, not going to play to. any regular season games. But yeah, <laughs> they're gonna keep him in like a hyperbolic chamber, just like well, they the literally already said. They're like, if he's coming back, it's for the playoffs. Like, that's crazy, man. Um, well, I mean, anyway, anyway they, a rational hot take. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, this is a completely <laughs> rational hot take. But like, I mean, if you look at it and if you really think about it, the Warriors are four and zero. Steph literally scored twenty three points in a win. That doesn't happen. He, the dude needs to literally take over any game that he's in for them to win. The fact that they that he only had to score 23 points and they still come out with a win, granted it's against OKC Thunder, but still, they gave him a run for their money. They were down at the half. So, like, the fact that, like, we had good enough of a of a bench and a, a contribution and, and enough, people and enough like, players on our team who could, like, shoot that ball when they were given it, like, that's, that's really encouraging. The fact that especially that Clay and James Wiseman and, you know, folks that we are really hoping to to see back this year um not even playing we're still doing really well um i am very overreacting to it but i think that it's a little bit warranted i think i, I think, think that's so. i think that steph uh warrants that reaction for and that's what, what this quick segment's about anyway to be honest yeah. with you and so with that i'm going to take over and say that my yes, please. my drastic overreaction four games yeah. into the season the hornets are a top four seed in the east okay it's happening that's real okay. like that okay. is happening this year all right give me your um, t- I, I really thought you were gonna go with like a scotty barnes rookie of the year or something no that's not an overreaction that's just true <laughs> um, okay before i go into this hornets rant real okay, quick, yeah, yeah, then sure, i want to sure, rant sure. about scotty barnes and the raptors first okay. off scotty barnes is currently second in rookie scoring behind yeah. just chris duarte um and I thought evan mobley was ahead of him no he is not really evan okay. mobley's third right now uh scotty barnes is actually in second however tied for first in rebounds are mobley and barnes but scotty barnes is eighth in the league in offensive rebounds total league the entire league he's beating most centers <laughs> he's beating Robert Williams. He's beating. He's like. Uh, he's only behind like Gobert, Valanciunas, and like I don't know six other guys basically that are all centers yeah, yeah. except for Dorian Finney-Smith is weirdly in there. He must have like ten offensive yeah, rebounds one night. Um, in addition to the eye test stats of postering dudes as well as True. stealing the ball and tips, things like that. Um, I think that the Raptors, my non-overreaction overreaction is the Raptors are a top five defensive team and that Scotty Barnes could win okay. Rookie of the Year. It's entirely possible. I think it's between him. Like, we haven't seen a minute of Cade Cunningham yet. So true, like, true. Who knows? But I think it's going to be a three-horse race between Mobley, Mobley Barnes, yeah. and Duarte. Um, and Duarte, you think so? You don't even think Jalen Green's in there for it? I like – I yeah. You know, you know what? I'm taking away my three-horse race take – because I, mm-hmm. I picked Jalen Green to take Rookie of the Year. I'm not just going to roll over on gonna it. going to go back on it already. I'm not going to go back on it. <laughs> Jalen Green is still an all-world talent. Uh, that team sucks. So he's going to Yeah, it's, it's absolute They're garbage. They're terrible. Sorry, um, Rockets anyway, Rocket fans. fans. <laughs> um, my overreaction after the first week of NBA basketball is the Hornets are a top-four seed in the East. I see that. 
they're currently I don't think that's a reaction yeah you don't think so okay no no go ahead did go they didn't yeah they did terrible last year um i guess it was an improvement but lamella ball is legit first off like we anybody that was doubting whether he was going to come back and be able to do the same thing again is an idiot because this guy has been ridiculously good up to this point gordon mm-hmm. hayward Gordon Hayward put 24 points in last night. Like, Gordon Hayward, nobody's heard from that guy in four years. Like, he, nobody's known who he was since Utah, basically. Because he's just been hurt true. constantly. If he stays healthy, they'll be good. Terry Rozier's been pretty good. Um, and I'm sorry, but the biggest, the biggest thing for this, Miles Bridges has three games of over 30-plus. That's what I'm saying, bro. He's in the top I think, 10 of scoring. Like Miles that, Bridges? That's insane. That's insane to me. I, I, I just don't know, like, right now, like, that's that's obviously, like, most improved player. But also, mm-hmm. like, I don't think anyone was, was, was expecting, like, a jump that high in, no. like, scoring. Not like, for Miles I, Bridges. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I was thinking maybe, like, LaMelo, like you were saying. Like, maybe, like, he gets, like, a most improved situation or anything like that. But I think that I think that they're, they have a lot of, like, really interesting pieces on that team um and they're just having fun i think that's i think they have like that sort of like d'angelo russell on the nets vibe to them where it's just like they're just (laughs) having fun and you know maybe they get wins and stuff but like they're just having fun um i mean i'm confident they're better than the nets were with d'angelo russell though like i think that Lamelo is better than anybody that was on that team and that includes like dinwiddie for example Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then we didn't even mention like kelly Oubre can put yeah. 20 points in the bucket if he oh needs to there's yeah. like another half a dozen dudes on that team that are just like legitimately good basketball players that just didn't get time somewhere else or they needed some time to develop you got like james boop Knight, who's super good mm-hmm. uh, he's just really really young same with like kai jones is very raw i don't think he's mm-hmm. really playing mm-hmm. much um i think they're a top four seed though especially with the sixers like this whole ben simmons thing like is he gonna play is yeah he gonna play? and then the Bucks have been good. The Heat have been good. The Nets have been like kind of, mm. but I think those are the three seeds: Hornets four, and then everybody else. I, I okay. I think that's a. I don't think that's a bad take. I just think that James Harden is just like in a different place right now, and I think they're gonna figure it out. And like, you know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The Nets are still better, and they're gonna yeah, see yeah. better. And you know what? Because it's a weekend and it's an overreaction, doesn't matter if I'm wrong because I'm True. probably wrong. That's true. No, but I'm I'm right. No, no, I'm I'm right. No, I'm right. Caleb, why would you say that? Well, that's my team. I didn't say anything about the Raptors. I didn't say anything about the Raptors. Oh, I didn't. I even gave you Scotty Barnes. That is true. You did, (laughs) and he is winning Rookie of the Year. Um, (laughs) uh, Who are you now? Maybe we alluded to this a little bit, but who are you the most disappointed with so far? Hmm player or team because i got mine ready to go mine is yeah, the phoenix yeah, suns shoot me, yeah shoot me yours. oh yeah yeah they have just been putrid oh like, my god last night's game oh man everything no. they've been everything they've been good at the last year and a half they just have decided to not be good at anymore mm-hmm. like the chris paul devin booker thing just looks weird right now all of a sudden yeah i don't know um, what happened like the front court doesn't know where they're supposed to be half the time like they're not losing to great teams either um I think they might be able to figure it out, but it's been a disappointing look to go all the way to the finals one year and then immediately go back on it and just become Yeah. Like what is I mean like that's three? I feel like that's kinda like what happened with like the Heat 
after their finals yeah. run. Like, they yeah. kind of just had this really slow start. Didn't think they were even going to make to the playoffs, and then they just barely squeaked in. Mm-hmm. And then a first-round exit. But I, 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 I tend to agree with that. <clears throat> what was I going to say? I, um, I think everyone was kind of, ex- maybe not expecting this, but thinking this could be a possibility, was, like, the Lakers' start so far has been pretty... Mm-hmm. I mean, worrisome for for Lakers fans, Um, especially, like, just last night's game was really, really ugly. I mean, really, really ugly. If you guys have, uh, I mean, we're recording this on on Thursday, so what we're referring to is the the Lakers and um, OKC game, which was god-awful, where uh, Russ got ejected at the last second because he couldn't take a dunk happening in front of him, I guess. Um, how do you feel about that, by the way? Do you think he was warranted in being angry? I don't know. I understand being angry, not ejected angry. I just, like, I feel yeah. like he, he knows now and everybody else knows that it's not, like, about the dunk necessarily because, like, mm-hmm, the time mm-hmm. was running out and Darius Baisley just decided to dunk, whatever that happens. It's just, yeah. like, you're also upset at yourself because you were up by 24 and you lost by 8 to the Thunder. Exactly. Like, exactly. It, and not only that, but like you are supposed to be a championship contending team. LeBron's not there. Sure. He's coaching from the sidelines. Sure. He but was you have Anthony Davis. You have Russell Westbrook and you have this this enormous cast of like Hall of Fame guys that they've busy like pushed out like they're the like they're the next coming of Christ this team basically. Yeah. You need to <laughs> get wins. So you, you go up against the Thunder and you let Darius Baisley get 20 and you let Isaiah Roby get 15 and you let uh, like half these dudes Shea. get 20 points basically. Yeah. Shea, but the thing for Shea is if Shea's he's going good. to get yeah. 29, 7, and 8, he's going to get it whether you guard yeah. him or not. Yeah, like, true. You could have anybody. He's that good. But when like Darius Baisley's getting 20, like... You know you have a problem. <laughs> Lou, Lou Dort was shooting well. <laughs> That's how you know. Like, if Lou Dort is shooting well against you, he's like a career 39% shooter. Like, hey, that's hey, a guy that ah, doesn't shoot. I say on, shooter, man. that's from the floor. Why are you trashing Lou Dort? No, oh, no I love man. him. No, man. First off, Dort, the Dorcher Chamber is the best is the best nickname <laughs> in all of basketball. And second off, I love Lou Dort. He's, he's Canadian, and he's terrific, and he's awesome <laughs> on defense. He can't shoot, though. Like, no, he, he can't he's, shoot, though. He's not great offensively. He and hit he that game winner last points, year, though, if you remember. He hit that game winner last year. But if he's getting 17 points on you, then you're not playing well enough. And okay. that, goes yes. for, that's good. That's good. that goes for the entire roster of the Lakers, whether it's Carmelo Anthony or Dwight Howard or Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, anybody they that's had, on the team. They you had a, a team. chance. They had a chance with Carmelo at the three-point line. An open shot, and he just airballed it. I can't, like, I, I get it. Like, it was, like, a broken play, and, like, you know, you weren't expecting to have the ball and, and what whatnot, but, like, mm-hmm. you just got to stripe that, bro. I mean, it's an open three, and you're Carmelo Anthony. In his know. defense, I give him the benefit of the doubt being the ninth best scorer of all time. Um. True, true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to give him the top ten stars. I'll give him a little bit of credit, but. That's fair. Um, moving on from there, who. Yeah. Like that's that's a pretty good list, I think, between the Lakers and the Suns. They both have been struggling a lot. For sure. Um, my next question actually would be, who has impressed you the most? And that means maybe not like the Hornets, like we already talked about, or the Warriors, player or team. Who's impressed you a lot? Hmm. Do you have one already? Yes, I do. I'll start. John Morant. I'm yes. gonna take John Morant. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I was, he's, I, he's crazy, bro. I want to first off pat myself on the back here, okay? Uh-huh. And maybe this is 18 years too early because of the way that the careers are currently going. But I had a discussion 
in it would have been February of the Ja Morant Zion rookie year. Mm-hmm. And I had a discussion with a with a good friend of mine who's also huge into basketball. And I came to the conclusion and I said, I I thought this at the time and I still think this and I'm certain of it now and this is in that February that I would have taken Ja Morant over Zion Williamson. And that point has not wavered to this day for me, regardless of how bad of a year Jaw had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was putrid on defense. He had an awesome playoff, which kind of helped a little bit, but he had an awful year and he was hurt a lot. I'm busy patting myself on the back now because I still think that Z- that Zion is not as good as Jaw based on availability. Like, does Zion give you a lot? Yes. Does he rebound really well? Yes. But Jaw can play 70 games a year, and True. he's currently the league leader in scoring True. on a Grizzlies team that looks much improved. True. And Who's the second best scorer is like Desmond Bain. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And Jaron Jackson Jr. Is, be- is back, which is good for that team. They should be really good. But John Morant has been ridiculous. He's been Always weirdly been good on defense lately. Like his advanced stats support that. He his jump shot has looked good, and he is having these huge, huge, huge performances for a team that needs them to be able to get into the playoffs in a, in a pretty competitive West. Um, I'm taking John Morant all the way there. I like that answer. Um, I like that. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Cavs. I've been impressed with like how they've how how they are handling their rotation now, because I think that Evan Mobley, I mean he he really changed the needle like immediately, and like how how they just like look more cohesive out there and stuff like that. Um, I think that all of them are just playing really good basketball, and like a lot a lot of folks were very hesitant about you know. Kevin Love still being there and, you know, like what that build is like with him, you know, not really being like the centerpiece of the offense anymore and stuff like that. But like he's contributing really well Um, in like Mm -hmm. their last game. I think he had like 22 points or something like that. Um, And it didn't feel like everything was congested. Um, Just like side note, I did get a league pass this year, so I can watch all the games now. So I actually watched that game where they just absolutely like trounced the Clippers. Um, and like that, like they just looked really what, like they look really good out there. Um, and I really like the the uh, the front court of Evan Mobley and uh, Jared Allen. Like they just like are these just gigantic. Like you are not scoring on the inside against these two guys just because they they just command so much of that interior defense. Um, and you know I'm I'm really high on uh, on Darius Garland as well. I've always thought that he's been a really great player. Um, and now it's just a matter of, like, where they want their timeline to really be centered in. Like, do they want to, like, center their timeline around, like, a Darius Garland and, like, a Jared Allen? Or do they, like, and do they trade, you know, Colin Sexton if they don't want, if they don't think he really fits that mold anymore? Um, because, you know, Colin Sexton, he's great, but, like, he he's one, of, he's one of those players on that team where, you know, I think he would be better in, like, a... I don't know, like a six-man role or something like that, because he, he for me at least, uh, like, I think he, he's still, like, not even, I mean, he's super young, but, like, I think that he would be great as, like, someone to just provide, like, a, like, a punch, just, like, off the bench and stuff like that, um, but, 
Yeah, I think I think that their their build is really good right now for what it's worth. I mean, that could change immediately in like a week, but for what it's worth, they're they're not, you know, zero and five or whatever. Like the three and two, that's better than I thought they would be at right now. And the coolest thing actually about that is every single person that was analyzing the team before the season looked at it and said. Kevin Love, Laurie Markinen, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. There's not a minute of space on that front court. And you know what? Yeah. They are a net positive when Laurie Markinen, um, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley all play on the floor at the same time. They're a net positive. That Hell makes yeah. no sense at all. No, not at all. Because it, they, they have Laurie playing the three, which is yeah. like like a seven-footer playing the three. What is even going on, bro? What is this, Porzingis 2.0? Like... <laughs> no, but I mean, like, he did absolute, absolutely just, like, destroy Jokic that other night, if you saw that dunk. Like, the, like there are so many dunks that went on that night. There's also that John Collins dunk, and um, there's a few other ones that went on that night. Um, There's a Miles Bridges dunk and a few other ones. Yeah. But, like, that one was nasty. Like, he, like, he, like, Jokic did that thing where, like, he just slid across the floor after he fell. Like, it just looked, like, just disgusting. Yeah, it looked real good. The only mm-hmm. other w- note I wanted to make before we rip some packs, though, actually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is um, NBA Top Shot. You can go vote right now for your rookie moments. Davion Mitchell, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mumbley. You can go onto their Twitter. You can quote tweet with the moment that you want to see so basically they have a video where you'll have say an assist from davion mitchell's first game and they'll have a jump shot from davion mitchell's first game and you can vote which one you think should be the day the debut moment i think that is spectacular that is an awesome utility for your moments and a great way to get people engaged with the content and i i already know what moment scotty barnes is going to be it's going to be the sky hook because that was awesome but for those guys where they don't have a specific moment, like Evan Mobley's debut didn't have all these like spectacular plays in it, despite him having a good game. Like it's between like a and one little layup and like an uncontested mm-hmm. dunk. So, but you get to go as a as a consumer and as a collector, you get to go and pick it. I think that's awesome. Can't wait. That for is that. crazy. I'm doing a yeah. Run. Oh my gosh, I I love it. Um, yeah, I just saw the one that they posted for uh, Jalen Suggs today. Um, that was, yeah, I was like, dude, that's crazy. Like, especially, like, they're starting early. Like, they're getting all these players who are, like, up and coming. So, like, imagine in five years, like, if Jalen Suggs is, like, a, you know, an all-NBA player. Like, imagine how high he would theoretically be on NBA top shot and being, like, the center of attention and, like, you know, yeah, yeah, all that. That's, that's, that is, you know, very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait, too. I'm super excited to see how that turns out. Episode five in the books, though. Yes, sir. I'll let you take it away there, John. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, watching or listening. If you're listening to this, um, if you want to find us, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you want to find us, uh, a podcast. We're also on YouTube at the Lowest Ask. Um, we also have our Twitter, which is at the Lowest Ask. And me personally, I am at Threes Ketchum on Twitter. And Caleb, what are you? I'm at Real Caleb Lesko on Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and so, uh, with that in mind, uh, a few things are happening soon. We got Ricky Report coming every Monday, and now we have Shill Central coming every Wednesday. Um, and we got podcasts coming out whenever we got podcasts coming out. Um, but with that in mind, thank you all so much uh, for listening or watching. Um, uh, whether you are a creature or a toad or a what's another one? Oh, or a freak. 
You are always family here as long as you buy in at the lowest ask. We'll see you next time. Bye.